I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Well, the Tampa Bay Lightning did it, and so did the NHL. The league's restart amid a global pandemic went off without a hitch, and the beneficiary of it was the most dominant team that we've seen in the last decade, Mike, the Tampa Bay Lightning. There's no asterisks. There's no caveat. There's only a well-deserved Stanley Cup for one of the great teams of our generation. Mike, could there be a better conclusion to this tournament, to this season, like any other that we've ever had? Given the circumstances, this is, without a doubt, the best possible outcome. Everything went according to plan. Everything, like nothing went astray. I remember we were doing these, these podcasts at the start, you know, we were doing the daily podcast at a, at a certain point. And right when, right when lockdown started, we were all going, yeah, you know, they have, they're going to have this plan, but how are they going to make it? How are they going to pull it off? There's so many moving parts, so many intricacies that could go wrong. It's just going to be impossible. And yet here we are, you know, 60 some days later and the NHL pulled it off without a single positive test, without a single hitch, no one, at least that we know of, no one broke protocol. No one went out to a strip club to get wings, you know, like Lou Williams did. No one no. tried to sneak anyone in, at least that we know. No one tried to disguise someone as, you know, a player to, to get in the bubble like we've seen other, uh, other places. It, this, this went off perfect. And for, for you know, it is, it, when it comes to the on-ice product as well, something that doesn't happen very often is the best team won. The best team won the Stanley Cup. The best team went to the, the top of the mountain. And this will be looked at for years to come as the hardest Stanley Cup to have won in possibly a century. And, you know, kudos to the Tampa Bay Lightning and kudos to the NHL and the Dallas Stars. Everyone it, it, who was a part of this, this is incredible. What an incredible achievement. You're right. And the only remotely scandalous thing that we saw or heard about was the fact that there might have been weed gummies inside the bubble and guys were just getting oh. to sleep using weed gummies. That's the only thing that could, like, hurts your ultra-conservative mother or ultra-conservative grandparents who don't want to hear about weed gummies, I guess. Maybe they want to. Some, you know, ones that aren't as, you know. Go ahead. If I had pearls, I'd be clutching them right now. How dare they? (laughs) Exactly, exactly, exactly. So, yeah, there wasn't a single thing, right? There was not a single problem. There wasn't a negative headline. There wasn't anything. The NHL had 65 days straight inside two bubbles, I guess, conjoined the two bubbles, and everyone stayed within, you know, the, the, the law and the, the uh, I guess, the parameters that they were given forth. Uh, and everything worked out when it seemed like, I, you know, I think people got a little bit more and more positive as we reached sort of the end of July. But in May, June, there was no, there was no optimism at all that this was going to work out. And the NHL 
did a great job not only, you know, following different protocols and, and you know, seeing what other leagues were doing and what was working and what wasn't working, but also being trailblazers themselves and making the right decisions for that, for their league. Uh, and you have to give Gary Bettman and company full credit for putting on something that many people believed wasn't possible. No, absolutely. And the fact, like you said, they can join the bubbles at a certain point. There was every opportunity for that to go wrong too. It's one thing to just have these two, these two kind of teams isolated in their different bubbles and keep them separate and have everything kind of, you know, and have them contained, but then they had to do the travel and it wasn't just the travel of the team, but it was the staff and all it, it, everyone. And the, uh, what we need to give a huge shout out to, or who we need to give a huge shout out to is the trainers and the, the equipment staff and the medical staff and everyone who was working overtime to do this, because it wasn't just the standard, you know, doing the laundry, moving the, you know, moving the equipment. It was moving from dressing room to dressing room. It was sanitizing every single surface. It was making sure putting, and they were in the bubble too, putting their lives, you know, putting their health at risk uh, away from their families, you know, behind the scenes to make this work. It wouldn't have been able, or wouldn't be possible without them. So this is everyone who was a part of this is, is, you know, they should have a special place in history for making such an extraordinary achievement work. Like we, the Stanley Cup was awarded during a pandemic and it was done in the, in a safe and secure manner. Remarkable. And the best team won. And the and best, the team, best won. team won. And Which you know is probably what? the best thing about it. Other, other than, you know, some boring games with Dallas and, and, uh, and the Islanders, it was a fun-ass playoffs, man. This was fun. They were, these were great games. We, had, we got – it could have just been, you know, the pent-up uh, – you know, just the pent – us not having sports for so long, the pent-up lust for sports. But these were fantastic games. These were so much fun. It was – we had – there were certain – there was, what, a month straight, basically, where we had – four hockey or at least we had like more than two hockey games a day every single day it was remarkable so what what an incredible achievement i'm just blown away and so and, and in our small way that we were i'm so honored to have been a part of this in any you know minuscule way possible because this is such such an incredible ride well i'm glad that you are like me and not immediately transitioning towards uh you know the, the uncertainty of when we'll see the nhl next i mean i guess i just went there so i'm kind of contradicting myself a little bit there but I think it's worth savoring what we just saw over the last two months and not being uh, so concerned about when we're going to see the NHL next we're going to be able to talk about games again although we're gonna have a lot to talk about in the oh offseason. yeah it's shaping up to be a very busy and very intriguing one but you did mention breaking protocol Pro- protocol is probably being broken right oh, now I mean yeah. the, St- the Stanley Cup is being passed around in champagne. I mean, we're not seeing like heaps of bottles and like a ridiculous amount of alcohol like we always see, uh, but they're all drinking out of the cup. And while they've all been tested and they've all been in the same bubble and they've all been on the same bench for the last two months, uh, you know, that probably wasn't part of the protocol plan. But you know what? We're at the end, so they can do whatever they want. Uh, and they're getting robbed of like the normal Stanley Cup celebration, oh, yeah. which kind of sucks for Tampa Bay. And they don't, they're not going to have the cup in their home during the off season like every other Stanley Cup champion. Uh, but they're going to have a pretty good party tonight, I bet. Oh, absolutely. Like, look, they, they've all been in the bubble. Uh, they get tested every day, pretty much. They've all been in the same bubble for the last, you know, the, the stars have been, but they're not celebrating. But Tampa, they've been in a bubble together for 65 straight days. So it's not like they're getting, they're not like they're endangering anyone. Let them have fun. This has been the most, gr- you know what, being in a bubble is a dehumanizing experience. You're away from your family. You know, we, we were hearing that some guys are like, we weren't going to see daylight for certain points. Like it was, you know, you're, and especially for those in the Edmonton bubble, where I think it was apparently a lot more bleak, it, not, not to take a shot at Edmonton, but just like, that's the reports we were getting is that it was yeah, you know, yeah. the, amen- the amenities and everything. 
and now they finally get to celebrate. Like this is, they earned this. This was, you know, th this is something that, you know, they, they followed the rules. Now they get to have their fun in a safe manner. And I'm sure they're going to have to quarantine when they get home, but whatever, like it, it, it's over. The NHL can sit back and, and think we, we pulled off what many, we pulled off the impossible. This was the impossible. And they did it without any, without any safety protocols being broken. It was remarkable. Well, quarantine won't be an issue because I think all these guys are desperate to get home to their families. And I think two weeks with their families will be, you know, exactly what they want right now after they're done partying. Yes. Uh, you did mention, or I did mention off the top, the fact there was no asterisks. Obviously, the Lightning were full value for the championship. You know, they won more games than normal teams had to do. They got through it just like any other Stanley Cup contender would. And for those reasons, the 65 days in the hotel, being away from their family, I think the circumstances actually make it sweeter for them. Like, I don't think the fans take anything away from them. I think the sense of accomplishment will be even greater because of what they accomplished from a mental standpoint, in addition to the physical element of all this. But I think that's, about, you know, on the flip side of that, I think this is maybe one of the crush, most crushing Stanley Cup defeats you could possibly have oh, yeah. if you're the Dallas Stars. I mean, you went 65 days as well. You went 14 wins in the postseason to a game six of the Stanley Cup final, and you don't get the party. You get a couple beers right now. But you don't get the party. You don't get the glory. You get to go home to your families, but you're going you're gonna to have that sense of this two months was – you know, there was no fruit at the end of it. It was not a waste of time, maybe, but maybe a waste of time for some because the payoff just wasn't there for Dallas. And they're, and they're sad beers, too. They're not happy beers like Tampa. They're, you know, you're listening to Hurt by Johnny Cash. You're, you're, you're brooding. It's crazy. I think the worst possible position to be in right now is one of the, is one of the star's black aces because you, went, you grinded through this bubble for 65 days and you, barely, you didn't even get to see the ice. And it didn't even culminate in you lifting the cup. You now have to go home sad. It's, mm -hmm. I, I think that's the worst. But you know what? At the end of the day, like, they made it. No one expected Dallas to get this far. Dallas wasn't on anyone's, you know, contending list. They weren't, you know, they're, with all the stuff that they went through this year, like, give a, give a huge shout out to Rick Bonus because he pulled this team together. I know we've heaped praise on him pretty much every episode. But he came in in the hardest possible circumstances uh, with Jim Montgomery leaving. And then... On top of all that, being an interim coach, too, he had a global unprecedented event, a pandemic, to sandwich in between that. And they had to go into a bubble as one of the elderly coaches in the league. He probably could, he could have opted out with all the health uh, risks, but he went in there, um, which shouldn't be glorified, you know, to, to put your health at risk. That's, you know, it was totally his, his, pro, his prerogative to do that. And he did. And he, he pulled his team and got the absolute most out of, this, out of this Dallas Stars team and pushed Tampa a lot farther than a lot of people thought they were going to go. That double overtime win, look, that a lot of people thought they were cooked. And yes, we're going to get into the game. And, and the Dallas was absolutely gassed by the end of it. But Rick Bonus squeezed every ounce of, of, you know, every ounce of success out of them. So, so kudos to them. Uh, they're going to be sad for a little bit. Obviously, this is, is going to sting. This might sting for the rest of their lives if a lot of these guys can't do it. But eventually that sting will lessen a bit. And uh, yeah, and I think a lot of people look back on this as just one of these one of these experiences that will likely never be replicated ever again. Hopefully, never replicated ever again. Yeah, I mean, go back to the Black Aces point. At least they've gotten free meals for the last two yes. months. I mean, the Black the Black Aces. You know, that's not always. You know, they might not I be living know the lavishly. The Uber Eats bill just running it up every night, three meals a day. I mean, room service, doing basically whatever they want 
home alone style. Maybe yeah. it wasn't so bad for those guys, but they didn't have their Alexander Volkov moment, who now will be on the Stanley Cup. I didn't even hear of him. I've never heard of him until this night, and now his name is going to be on the Stanley Cup, which means, you know, anything is really possible. Like Kevin Garnett said, anything is possible. Yeah. Just hang around in a bubble for long enough. You might get in the lineup, and you might get your name on the Stanley Cup. So shout out to Alexander Volkov. You mentioned we're going to get into the game. I don't really have anything to say about the game. <laughs> this is a boring game. <laughs> wasn't you know uh full of intrigue we'll say that I mean I think the Dallas Stars had eight shots through the first 40 minutes which is you know an average of one per five minutes which is not you know ideal when the uh, opponent can actually lift the Stanley Cup that night so you're right I think they ran out of gas it was pretty clear they ran out of gas and we're learning more about the injuries Sagan uh, you know it seems like he had some pretty considerable injuries uh it didn't really you know, he was in the spots where he could, you know, create offense. So it didn't stop him from being at least a factor in the series. But maybe he's got some excuse now for not not having the best Stanley Cup final, obviously. Uh, but it just seems like the Stars hit a wall at some point. I don't know when it was, uh, you know, if it was after game one, game two, game three. But they hit a wall and they weren't, you know, that game five was sort of, I wouldn't say, I don't want to say fortunate because, you know, I mean, we could go to the expected goals of 15% if we want, but they, you know, it wasn't as if Tampa ran them out of the rink, but that was like their last gasp. It seemed like it it didn't seem like they had a follow-up and encore to that. They just didn't have anything left. And I think, you know, maybe it's set in that this was inevitable at some point in this game. And then it kind of took on that tone for the rest of the game, even though Dallas had a better third period, but really not a threatening third period. Yeah, and you could, like, Dallas had every opportunity in this game as well to make it interesting to come back. I mean, they had that penalty late in the game, um, or they had the power play, sorry, late in the game, uh, where they could have capitalized. They were down 2 nothing. obviously. They, there, was, there were so many opportunities, and they just seemed like a team. I've never seen a, team, a, a hockey team collectively as tired as I think Tampa, as uh, Dallas was tonight. This was, a, like, a, as a team that grinds their opponents down, a team that four checks as hard as they do, a team that finishes, like I said, every single check, and it's just so annoying to play against. You could just tell they were just lunging at pucks. They were just, you know, sliding around. They were, you could tell every whistle there was, you could almost hear the bones creaking on the broadcast uh, from them trying to get up. And, and even like the skirmishes in front of the net, there was one big one at the end. But other than that, it, was, it just seemed like they were, they were exhausted and had to conserve every little bit of energy. There was a shot of Gurianov, I remember, where he got knocked down and a whistle blew. And it just took him, it took him like 30 seconds to get up off the ice. And it was, you could just tell. Um, that it was, it, it, it was, it was gutting. And look, I feel bad for Anton Kudobin. Like this, you know, he, he's never played this much before. And you could tell he was just absolutely exhausted. And he took this team as far as he could go. And now he's going to earn himself a fat paycheck in the off season. I mean, look, it, it's tough. It, you know, moral victories don't, don't mean anything to athletes in this, in, in this moment. I mean, you know, they, the, the Dallas stars, they lost the Stanley cup and, and, you know, they, Everyone wants to, to win that. Everyone wants to exit this bubble with the Stanley Cup. Um, but they should be so proud of themselves for what they did. They, should, they accomplished way more than anyone. Anyone. Like, uh, name one analyst who picked Dallas as, their, as, as meeting in the Cup final. Against anyone. It doesn't matter. It, they, they exceeded expectations so much. And, look, this, they might not ever be able to, re- to replicate this. Um, even though they have the ability to kind of bring everyone back, I don't think they'll ever be able to um, to sort of replicate the, the shooting luck and the, you know, the possession luck. Like you can't get absolutely rolled over in all these games and manage to somehow come out 
on the other end, but this, this was a magical run for them in the most dire circumstances where you could see a team that just built around and, and rallied around this veteran coach. Uh, good on them. It, it, it was, it was really, it was, it was just fun to see, to see them get this far, but in the end, the, the right team won, I'd say. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I don't think, you know, the Dallas Stars are heading towards, you know, detonation. I, I guess they got some work to do. I mean, Corey Perry's a UFA. Anton Hudobin's UFA. Can we stop talking about Corey Perry now? Can we, like, finally? Can, can we, we stop? Can we stop well, he it? Might be, he might be a member of the Toronto Maple Leafs next season, so. Oh, okay, have, fine. Have, no, he's probably not. If he comes, we'll talk about him. If then. he comes to the center of the hockey universe, then fine. But I, if I have to hear another Corey Perry story on the broadcast, I'm going to lose my mind. I don't care. This guy, I don't it's like he was the only player in the in in this series. I don't care how interesting this guy is. He's like the Dosecki's man, apparently, the most interesting man on earth. There are other players. Focus on them. It's not just him. But only one player does the exact same thing before warm up every game, though, oh, yeah. and that's why Corey Perry got so much airtime. But I, I think we're giving honestly, I think we're giving too much airtime ourselves to yes. Dallas. I think we should talk a little bit more about the the Lightning and really the celebration because. As much as the game was a bit of a dud, I think there were some intriguing moments heading yes. into, you know, the moments after the hands were shook and after the celebration or after, you know, the initial celebration happened. The first was the Consmite Trophy pick. I thought with Braden Point's goal, it stood as the winner and it was, you know, team or postseason leading 14th, uh, just a, a hair behind Kucherov, I believe, for the postseason lead. Uh, I thought that was maybe the moment in which he, you know, passed Hedman and the vote was apparently very close. Like, like a fraction had been won by. Um, and, and we've been doing a consmite check-in after every you know, episode here. We, got and we had Hedman for a little while, but I think if I had a vote, I probably would have given it to Point tonight. Me too. What about Me you? Too. Absolutely, yeah. I, I, I was actually really surprised that it, it didn't go to Point. Um, even yeah. with the recency bias, like he scored in this game, uh, scored the opening goal in this game. So I would have thought even the reporters would be like, oh, well, you know, it, it was such a dead heat between those three that – Whoever, That's the edge, right? Yeah. Yeah, but it, but it went to Hedman. And look, I would say, like, like Point was, I'd say maybe their most important player. Oh, no. I would say Point was, is their, was their best player, but I would say Hedman was probably the most important player. Like, you take Point off Tampa, and yes, they, they struggled, but they were able to tread water. If you took Hedman off Tampa's back end, they wouldn't have made it this far, without a doubt. Like, yeah. at least... Like Tampa was able to to drag themselves along, missing point for a little bit. If you take if you take Hedman out, that's like taking you know the, the bedrock of your team out. So yeah, I get it. He and, and he set you know he tied or set a record. Like good for him. Uh, I think that that matters as well. He was just he's the best in my opinion. And this is just me. He's the best defenseman in the league. Like he's he is he Agreed. really established. I'm I'm glad we're we're on the same page with that because he really established that in these playoffs. He is the quintessential modern defenseman. I think he proved that he's huge. He can skate, he can score, he can defend, he can play in all situations. He is everything you want in a modern defenseman. If he shot right-handed, he, you know, I'd, I'd flip over my chair with, with pure lust. So it's, he, <laughs> he, you know, he, he's a, re, he's a remarkable player. And now he's a con, he's a Stanley cup winner and a con Smythe winner. Victor Hedman's having a good day today. Yeah. I think Victor Hedman was sort of their heartbeat through all this, but yes. Braden point was kind of the guy who with moments could swing it in the right direction for Tampa Bay. But I think, you know, what's keeping you alive the whole time was Victor Hedman. And then Braden Point had those, you know, those signature moments throughout. So I think, you know, it's, it's whichever way you view it. Uh, obviously they went with Hedman. We might've went with Point in the end, but I'm also all about legacy picks. Like yeah. Braden Point could go, you know, he could go down. I wouldn't say as an all-time great player. He can't, 
let's he's there's some limitations there but he can go down as an all-time great lightning player he can go down as a guy who wins multiple stanley cups and you know it, well i don't think he's gonna win a scoring title but he can he can build a superb career and i think a superb career is ahead of him but when it comes to the stanley stanley cup con smite these are legacy defining moments these are the things that go in uh, Hall of Fame resumes and Victor Hedman now has a Hall of Fame resume not Absolutely. just because he won by one vote or whatever it was to get the con Smythe but it's something that supports that process not that he needed it but yeah con Smythe trophy winner this is a shoe-in for the Hall of Fame when he's done he's 11 years in but he's still got a long way to go and, but this is something that you know is on the mantle there for a Hall of Famer for a future Hall of Famer for a guy who's a shoe-in to have that sort of prestige at the end of his career so I, I'm while that shouldn't be the way you you know cast your votes it should be the best player it might be the reason why Sidney Crosby has two there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care plush care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And Phil Kessel doesn't have one yet because, of, well, he's never going to get one, let's be honest. Mm -hmm. But Sidney Crosby has the two because there's a bit of a legacy thing there and you want to build up the resumes of guys. And yeah. I'm not saying they did that in this instance because I think Edmund deserved it. Uh, but I'm also okay with that if that was, you know, sort of the thinking behind some people because I'm all for sort of lifting these guys to the next level. And I think Edmund deserves that prestige. Yeah, if, if, if Edmund retired today, he'd go in the hall. Even with, even yeah. with, even with 11, only 11 seasons under his belt. He's, the amount that he's accomplished in such a short time I mean, he's been at the top of he's been at the top of the league pretty much since he stepped into it, and now he finally has the the definitive he's a Norris Trophy winner. And now he finally has the definitive hardware uh, to prove it. Now, before we get into Tampa a little bit deeper, I I, I want to say some words first um, because okay. I think that they're that they're important to say. Um, say those words, Justin. We don't have any words, and we know you don't want to hear them. We understand your anger, your frustration, your sadness, everything you're feeling. We get it. This isn't the ending we imagined. And certainly not the one we wanted. Thank you for being there the entire way. That was, I mean, obviously a little over a calendar year now because the, the, what the pandemic was. But let's, you know, that was a, one season ago. Yeah. And to look at what, look at the way, like Tampa, most teams that could have mentally broke them. Look what, look what happened to even a team like the Canucks um, after they experienced their own heartbreaking loss. It, it was in the cup final, but still, it shattered that organization for a while. And some would say they haven't even recovered. Um, that could have ripped Tampa apart. They could have decided, all right, this team blew it. We're going to blow it up, try it again, or retool or make a big move. And instead, they kind of stayed the course. They added, they ran, they ran it back when even a lot of people might have said, don't run it back. 
You know, this, this, this core has had a lot of chances to get it done. And yet they, they stuck with their guys. They put out them. They had the most, probably the most embarrassing playoff loss, maybe in NHL history and put out the most embarrassing concession tweet in maybe NHL history. And now one season later, I can't say a year, but one season later, they're at the top of hockey's mountain and undisputably. So it's, it's just, yeah, it's remarkable to see. Yeah, the low point wasn't getting swept by the Columbus Blue Jackets. The low point was clicking send uh, on that tweet. Um, but you're right. They've sort of, they've righted that ship. I mean, they've, they've almost backed up the words. Like that apology means, yeah. uh, I mean, it comes across as a little better now because, you know, they made up for it. And they didn't, you're right. They didn't blow up the team. Uh, they didn't make, you know, a reflexive move to really, you know, make a huge, you know, 180 in terms of their direction but they did learn from that loss and that as much as like I fear that Julian Brisebois' role in all this will be diminished because Steve Eiserman built the core of this team in large part and you know most it, he built the core Let, let's yeah it, not in large part he built the core of this team but Brisebois learned from what happened last year and he made the necessary adjustments so, like, I mean, we're seeing a lot of tweets comparing the Tampa to the Leafs right now, yeah, obviously. Just about to say you that. don't want to see Toronto build or Toronto blow things up, but you want to see the Maple Leafs learn from their failures. And that's exactly what Tampa did. They went out and spent two first-round picks on one guy who was undrafted and is, you know, third, fourth-line ceiling in Barclay Goudreau. Never going to play in your top six. No yeah. first-round pedigree, nothing to him, other than a quality player who can play in your bottom six. Went out and spent another first-round pick on Blake Coleman went out and got Patrick Maroon in free agency. Were alluring enough for Kevin Shattenkirk to want to go there. Luke Shen, you know. Zach Bogosian. Alluring Zach Bogosian. for Zach Bogosian to come I, there too. They, they became a, des they're a destination first, but they're also a team that identified that they had a little bit of a problem. And that problem was that they didn't have enough from their third line. They didn't have, a, they didn't have an impactful third line and they went ahead and built one. And Julian Brisebois did that. So you've yeah. got to give Brisebois credit for his role in this. And you also got, you got to give the Lightning credit for realizing they had a problem, fixing it, and immediately they get results. I mean, there's something to learn here from Tampa Bay for sure. Yeah, I mean, the, the comparisons between them and the Leafs are almost too striking. Like the way with, with you know, the, the high expectations, the, you know, the big, the big salaries on, the, on this team, the core that's been together for an, a long enough amount of time that you should have some success. And then it was a crushing defeat. Like this was, that was embarrassing last year when uh, Tampa got swept by Columbus and it was embarrassing. And they came at the hands of the same team. It was embarrassing when the Leafs got bounced before they even made the playoffs by Columbus this year. And, and mm -hmm. you know what, I think, I think a, a less um, nuanced or a, a less, I would say uh, measured hockey man would have blown up the Tampa Bay lightning last year. Dale Talon, for example, would have blown up the Tampa Bay lightning last year. I, anytime I think of a, of a, you know, an old school, um, you know, hot under the collar, you know, too rash hockey man. I think of Dale Talon and Dale Talon would have blown up the Tampa Lightning last year. He would have called an expansion draft to be held a year earlier. So he could just give away Braden point or something to Seattle. It would like he did with uh, Jonathan March or so, but no, you're right. They retooled. They, they decided, you know, no, we're going to give them one more shot. And they brought in the requisite pieces to build around. And so when you, when you compare that to the Leafs, they need to go find their Kevin Shattenkirk. They need to go find you know, these guys. And, you know, Jeff, I think it's Jeff Merrick said this, um, you know, there's no such thing as overspending at the trade deadline when you win a Stanley Cup. And so mm -hmm. we saw the Leafs made no deadline moves this year. And whether or not they deserve them, they deserve to make any after the David Ayers game, you know, whatever. That, that's a conversation for another day. But right. next season, whenever next season starts, 
fingers crossed it starts on time. Um, and the trade deadline sh- it rolls along. There better be an aggressive there better be an aggressive move to to make sure this team has the amount of the amount of reinforcements that they're not just kind of hoping for everyone to to contribute because they didn't like Barkley Goodrow was a luxury piece for them. You know, Billy Coleman was a luxury piece for them. I think Tampa probably could have made it this far without those guys. Um, but they maybe it would have been debatable. It really like if injuries kind of felt fell other ways because if they had Stamkos, I feel like they would have been able to make it this far without those guys. Uh, mm-hmm. They would have picked up the slack, but more a fully healthy brain point through everything. But no, they went out and they got those guys and they were there when they needed them because when their captain went down, they were there when they needed them. When, you know, when a slew of injuries happened, when fatigue played a part and you just had those extra pieces that you could rely on. And, and that's, that's a blueprint that every team should be looking at now. And thank God that a team like who plays the way that Tampa does, who builds rosters the way that Tampa does, who spends money the way that Tampa does, who use the game the way Tampa does, won. Because if the NHL is a copycat league, and I sincerely, sincerely hope that other teams are paying attention for this and that they hope to copy that too, because the league is a, would be a better place with a, with a lot more Tampa imitators than there would be Dallas imitators. Definitely. I think that's well said. I mean, uh, I tweeted after game one versus the Islanders when they, I think Tampa blew them out A2 that the Lightning saved yeah. hockey tonight. Yeah. I think the Lightning can, you know, if everyone's copying the Lightning, then hockey's going to be in a better place because not only is this a, an exciting team, maybe the most exciting team, the most aesthetically pleasing team, yes. but also a team that just plays the game the way it's supposed to be watched and the way that, you know, this, this game was all like, what, what, who invented this game? I have no idea. But what, what was the main object? Put the puck in the net. That is their main objective, Tampa Bay. Yeah. Put the puck in the net. I think they won because they learned how to keep the puck out of their own net in a certain respect. They built the defense to do it. They built the depth to do it. Um, but they want to do that more than anything else. And I hope that more NHL teams want to do that. The Leafs are a team that wants to do that, but they got to build that defense out before they go into luxury mode with spending first round picks. But we'll get to the Leafs this offseason. I was going to uh, say, man, Tampa just won, and we're already talking about the Leafs. It's, it's starting. I know. Baby. I'm, get ready. Trying to, I'm trying to curve it real quick here. Um, but we will get to that. We promise. And, and you know, it's live, laugh, Leafs. Exactly. Um, but before we get to. Actually, I think we can pretty much close it off talking about the celebration a little bit. Yes. But what, what do you think the best moment of the celebration was? I have to give Gary Bettman credit because he kind of – the way – okay, so Tampa wanted to do the group thing, which I loved. I think it was, that was really great. cool. That was really cool. And Gary was involved, and it kind of – it made Gary a little bit more involved in, in sort of – As know, he should. Th- he that moment. Him, like, he's always there, but that moment of, like, him – because you always know what he's, what he's there for. There was a little intrigue here because I wasn't sure what he was going to do with the cup. Like I almost bought the fact that he wasn't, you know, that, or, or what was going to happen. He kind of, I was on the cliffhanger a little bit because yeah. you, the Stamkos factor was, okay, is Stamkos going to carry it? Is Stamkos going to be, uh, is this going to be him and Hedman? Cause they all went over together. Are they going to do something to sort of share it? But when he, when he like announced that it was going to Stamkos, I thought he nailed it. Like I, he, I thought he nailed that handoff maybe more than any other handoff because I guess you didn't know exactly what was going to happen with Tampa doing what they did. Uh, but I thought it was one of the greatest pass-offs we've seen because it was a little bit different and it kept me on the edge of my seat at least because I was wondering a lot about what would happen. And because the lightning changed things up, it just made it a little bit more intriguing. And uh, it was the first of many moments that were really good because the, the lightning proved they didn't need any fans to make that one of the better Stanley Cup moments, I thought. No, for sure. Well, we need now we've learned our lesson here is that what we need more of in a, in Stanley Cup uh, celebrations is pyrotechnics. 
We need fire. We need, we need fireworks. We need sparklers. That picture of Stamkos lifting the cup with the team in front of him freaking out and just a py- like, it, you know, a pyromaniac's dream behind him just shooting up into the sky. It is so cool, so cinematic. That'll be every Tampa Bay Lightning's, you know, laptop background for years to come. That'll be the, that'll be the picture of the DVD, the cover art of the DVD, um, the championship, when they send those out, you know, on, on, uh, on VHS or blue, Blu-ray uh, Laserdisc. It'll be, it'll be fantastic. Um, yeah, you know what? Just, yeah, Stamkos lifting it just with all the moments that were robbed from him in his career, all, these, all, all the opportunities for him to celebrate um, that were taken from him due to, due to injuries um, or lockouts or, or whatnot him being able to raise that cup especially that given that he went in for those two minutes and 47 seconds and scored that goal and it was so important um he could put his stamp on it and and it, that that's remarkable uh, that was amazing you know what soft spot watching curtis curtis mclaney lift the cup that really got me curtis mclaney okay because not it's not even just his connection to the leaves it's that this guy like he's the quintessential journeyman goalie you know he bounced up and down between the ahl and the nhl for a while he was always going from team to team to team. It was his thing. You know, he was going from team to team to team. He has a family and they had to uproot or he had to be away from for so long. I have a real soft spot for guys who, you know, get shuttled around the league who are kind of throw-ins and trades or, you know, they're, they're, they're just looked at as, as sort of uh, chess pieces rather than actual players or assets or, or, or you know, chips and, and trades rather than actual players. And he finally, you know, kind of found a, found a spot that he could stick in for, for multiple years and or he'll stick in for multiple years and just man just good on him like he got to raise it he got to be there his his parents were there um yeah it just it, it's 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 so great to see like I I, I love I really have a soft spot for guys like that and Curtis McElhaney from all accounts I never got to interview him but from all accounts nicest guy on the planet um he he he's he just goes to work. He's the quintessential lunch pail guy goes to work with that lunch pail he does his job makes no muss no fuss gets the job done and now he gets now he has a cup ring he has his name engraved on maybe the most famous sports trophy out there man just good for him that, that really warmed my heart Stamkos is my guy obviously I mean I think I was most happy for him and I think he yeah. handled this situation honestly better than you could possibly imagine like everything he said was just you know honesty sincerity and uh and humble and like he was like legitimately happy for his teammates uh, kind of understands his place, didn't make it about him, but didn't make it not about him. He obviously played a huge role in that, you know, two and a half minutes or two minutes and 47 seconds that he actually played. But he hung around that bubble away from his wife. Uh, I'm not sure if he has a kid, but away from his family. So very happy for him. I thought the, I thought the pass off to Hedman was one of the better ones. Like yeah. him and this is him and Hedman's team. As much as it's Stamkos, this is this team belongs to those two guys. And I think Hedman was like, you know, the joy on his face was like real and legitimate. And it was it, obviously it's legitimate, but very, very, you know, more passion, I guess, than you see from most guys. I'm pretty happy for Kevin Shattenkirk too. Yeah. I mean, this is a guy who took less money to go to the New York Rangers because that was the team he grew up cheering for and loving and wanting to be a part of. And they just cast him away. And he obviously found a better situation for Tampa Bay. So happy that he had that moment. And Patrick Maroon, I don't know what it is about Patrick Maroon. But I want like every great moment yeah. to happen to Patrick Maroon. I don't know why. I mean, we've seen, we've seen <laughs> like we've seen a lot moment. of him, every, him and his son. We've seen some moments with him and like the 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 emotion and being away from him and how that's affected him. 
and seeing him win the cup again was like equally satisfying. So those are probably my four guys that I was pretty happy for. Luke Shen too, why not? Yeah. I, put, I tweeted out on the uh, Yahoo account tonight. Uh, Patrick Maroon, if he gets one more championship, he's going to have to change his last name to Macaw because he's now, you know, he's won back-to-back. Yes. Well, who wants the championship? He's a free agent. Let's, let's, uh, it and, should be the hottest ticket out there. And you know what? His words in, in, the, you know, in, in his, his interview, good on him, man. He has been chronically underpaid, you know, his, his whole career. He, oh, did he, he say that? He, well, he basically went out and he said, I hope uh, – Hope other teams. He said, "I went out and I did my job, and I hope other teams can see that." You know, and, nice. and it's like it's gonna be tough to make. Gonna be tough to get the bag this off season, yeah. but he might find himself with another legitimate he, cup contender. Signed for what? Eight hundred grand? Like he's gonna make more than that? Like it's was it eight hundred grand? Something like really? that. It's, it's no. it was dumb low. Yeah. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure I can figure that out now because yeah, it was it, it yeah it was it was dumb low. Hold on, let me. Okay, I'll continue talking yeah, while you find it. That's you, it seems yeah. low. I mean, eight hundred is really that's Jason Spezza territory. Even I if he, like he could have gotten more than that, but I guess maybe he just wants to nine hundred grand. I can't really nine hundred nine hundred grand. grand really? Yeah. God. Guy, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like no wonder. Well, if he can, if he can get anything long term, he'd probably take it. Forget chasing a third. Just Chronically go to, underpaid, know, man. Let's Florida see. and get what you can. Go down the street or <laughs> stay in the state. <laughs> go down. Um, do we have anything else to get to? I mean, John Cooper, I'm sure we're happy for John Cooper, but you know, this is all about the players. This is about this team, right? This is about this franchise. John Cooper is the, the reason why the lightning won the Stanley cup is because they built a great team around an outstanding core. Yeah. And a part of that outstanding core is John Cooper. Now we heard a little bit of rumors about Cooper's future. I think this year, uh, it was probably way too premature and like, mm-hmm. you know, unfounded. And maybe it was at a, you know, a, a, a soft spot in the season for them, you know, cause they didn't, you know, they didn't, come, they didn't start particularly well. They didn't yeah, start particularly well. And obviously getting off last year's disappointment, but we heard rumblings. I don't want to say rumblings, but it was just like, not as, not as there chatter. There was, I don't even want to say there's chatter. There's too much, but it wasn't like, Oh, John Cooper is going to be here for the next five to 10 years. It didn't seem like, that but now he can just write his ticket I mean this is he is part of that core as much as anyone this is one of the league's great coaches he's the longest tenured coach for a reason because he is a really really good head coach that deserved this moment so as much as we're happy for the Maroons the Stamkoses you know the Shens everybody I think we should be happy for John Cooper as well yeah absolutely I mean he's look he's been on the hot seat a lot like especially after last season like you would think that they maybe thought he might be their Dwayne Casey to go and get someone else uh, because of how good they were in the regular season. But no, he's uh, there being a lot of times too, where it's being reported that, you know, him and Stamkos don't get along that well, or the players don't really like Cooper that much. And yet he stayed there and he got the best out of them. And he now, this could be a potential like dynasty team. If, if they, if they, you know, work their spreadsheets correctly, this could be the new Blackhawks. Like this is, they got over the hump and they did it without Stamkos in the lineup. And this guy's going to come back hungry and healthy whenever next season kicks off. Um, yeah, I, I, look, the Tampa Bay Lightning, they are the present and possibly even the future of what ho- where hockey is going. And they're going to be mainstays for a long time. And John Cooper was a, was a quintessential part in building him to that point. And now he has a cup ring to show for it. And, you know, he's, gonna, he's now etching his, his name in, in, uh, in the record books as potentially a Hall of Fame coach himself. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned spreadsheets. It is interesting. Mm-hmm. That the team that, that might win the game on a spreadsheet every time, like the Tampa Bay Lightning. Yeah. When all the vari- variables were controlled inside a controlled bubble, a controlled setting, did in fact win the Stanley Cup 
I don't know if there's anything to that. Probably not. But we're not going to see another bubble Stanley Cup ever again. Hopefully. Hope. Hopefully. Hope. Hey, we don't hope. speak too soon, man. <laughs> I, yeah. Well, we might get our all-Canadian division. I'd be stu- super stoked for that. But that wouldn't include a bubble because it costs the NHL too much money. The NHL doesn't have that much money right now. So let's, let's, uh, let's end it there. Sure. The Lightning, Stanley Cup champions. We could get on to, you know, more pertinent stuff for Leaf fans as soon as tomorrow because there might be just a flurry of oh, trades yeah. at any point because we're under a week or a week away now from the draft. Leafs have the 15th pick. So many candidates out there for a trade. Lots of free agents available. It's going to be one of the, it's going to be one of the most frenetic off-seasons ever. And hopefully we'll be there to document everything that the Leafs do, unless they just nonstop because, you know, we can't talk all the time. But it's going to be an interesting offseason, and it was a fantastic Stanley Cup final and a fantastic two months inside the bubble for the NHL. Uh, There's not really much else to say. It was a win. It was a win for the NHL. It's a win for the Tampa Bay Lightning. And now we move on to the offseason and – we start thinking about when next season might start. Yeah, I just want to say as well, this is the end of our first season of the show. And I just want to say thank you to everyone who watched along with us and, and who participated in that and watched, you know, Justin and I deteriorate over the course of, you know, that half season when the Leafs were on their California road trips and when they were, you know, blowing David Ayer's games and all that, and even into the playoffs, you know, now, now where we are. It was so much fun. And yeah, like you said, we're going to be there to help cover every move that the Leafs make. And it's going to be the most entertaining offseason, I think, in our lifetime. So buckle up. Get the coffee brewing tomorrow. Set your set your uh, alarm clock for early because we might be get we might be hitting the road running like right away. I can't wait to argue about goaltending, Leafs goaltending mm-hmm. in particular, with you, Mike. You are free to sign it off for us. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.